Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello. Hello. We're back. We're back. So it's been about two months almost, give or take. Something like that. Yeah. We we took a we took a pretty pretty long break. Yeah. So a couple of my friends asked me, like, are you coming back? And I was like, of course. Like But I think it's good to take like a yearly break. I think last year around this time we took about a break as well for about four or five weeks, I think. Yeah, I think we've done that a handful of times. It's, you know, it's, it's yeah. important. Uh, it this is something we choose to do, not something we're obligated to do, or else the whole product's gonna suffer. Yeah, I used to upload like episodes daily, and I was like, oh god, that's a lot of work. So, <laughs> no, know, I... um, you can do that if you're like a professional writer and that's your full time job. Cool, you don't have to love what you do. Uh, it's a little different on the hobby side. Yeah, so I think our our workload is good enough. So starting off with the weather report. So unfortunately, I guess fortunately, uh, summer is coming to a close here. So it's actually cold now. Not super cold. Uh, it's getting into like the 50s. So kind of chilly. And it's been raining a lot, but... I think in like a month or so, fall's going to start. So, no, today we're recording this on the September 24th. So, yeah, we're two full days into fall. The equinox was on the 22nd this year. Uh, Things haven't changed too much here yet. It's a little cooler. We had a couple of cool and rainy days, but I think we're supposed to be uh, warm uh, at least for the next five, six, seven days. But it'll come as soon as the snow hits here. It's not going to stay long, but then it's just going to be miserable and windy for like six months. So always huh. got to look forward to that. So now I feel kind of stupid because I didn't actually know when the equinox was, but you knew. <laughs> but I, I usually check. It's usually on the 21st, but it fell on the 22nd this year. I know some people celebrate those as like holidays, like the instead of celebrating Christmas, they'll celebrate the the, the winter equinox. Mm-hmm. I uh, I work with a couple pagans that observe uh, solstices and equinoxes as holidays. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> but it's definitely, I guess, a good like uh, baseline to judge when, you know, when the seasons change. But here, I mean, technically, it's I guess it is fall. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Is there a difference between like equinox and solstice or is it like the same thing? Solstices are a. Uh... I don't want to say solar or lunar maximum because I think that's referring to something different. Uh, they are the longest and shortest days of the year. Oh. Equinoxes are uh, 12 days of daylight or 12, 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of, of uh, <laughs> darkness. That's why it's equinox equal. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I genuinely didn't know that. But 12 days of daylight. I had a friend, or I guess like a coworker, you would say, 
Um, and he was from Alaska. And if you know anything about Alaska, it's that in certain parts, it'll be day, like they'll have daylight for like, uh, for like weeks on end. So like where the sun doesn't go down. And he was telling me about that. I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> where it's like daylight for like three months or something. But yeah. Anywho, so that's the, the I guess, the bi-monthly report or something. <laughs> the weather. We'll, so, we'll get our average up. Yeah, yeah. So so where have you been? How have you been? I've been good. Um, about a week ago, I got back from a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two roommates and another friend of ours spent a few days in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, also known as Minneapolis-St. Paul. They're two cities. Uh, right next to each other they're called the twin cities uh their baseball team is called the twins they're they're a big fan of the whole duality thing over there uh it was really fun uh probably uh it was surprising a little bit the cultural shift there there is a thing there's a thing they talk about called the minnesota nice which i i didn't buy too much into it because a lot of like northern or midwestern or less populous states like oh everyone here's so nice mm. but it's real people there are just really nice we were um we were at a packers vikings game which might be like one of the most like heated rivalries in the national football league and uh they have something called the border battle and they like it's, it's crazy competitive and we went into uh their stadium there and uh we were all wearing packers colors and everyone there was just super nice like hey man nice game that was fun yeah that was good Mm. where are you from (laughs) (laughs) so they're they're just super nice it's weird not in a bad way it's not like uncomfortably weird like when you go to chick-fil-a it's just pleasant why are they are they uncomfortably nice i've never been to chick-fil-a truth be told so i wouldn't I've know i've been to a chick-fil-a in utah and it felt uncomfortable oh uh, i well i'm in i'm in germany so they don't have that here anyway but i don't go to fast food so uh but i've heard that they're really nice and they don't work on sundays that's all i know yeah but the the packers and the vikings what states are they from so uh the vikings are based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and the Packers are based out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is actually a city about the size of Billings, Montana. It's not that big, maybe like a hundred thousand, give or take a little, probably a little over. Um, which is extremely small to uh, host a uh, a football team like that. Mm-hmm. But it's such a historic, storied place. Every that whole community is so supportive of their team they're also bought in and of course it's like a two-hour drive from milwaukee which is a big city people come from milwaukee too uh the wait list for season ticket holders is like 10 to 20 years long or something like that really yeah if you if you want to like you have to wait for people to die oh wow and then when people die they can like give like they can like oh when i die i want my son to have my season tickets why don't they just sell more season tickets? Is there like not enough space? They're, oh, they packed the stadium. Oh. Well, they packed the stadium. There's if there if it was a simple matter of just selling more tickets, they would do it. 
Oh, wow. I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, we we all know that you're the expert. I don't really know that much about sports, let alone football. Uh, but that's that's crazy. I, I really didn't know that. So who won the game? Oh, the Vikings did. That was probably part of the reason why they were so nice, because, you know, maybe if they lost, it would have been different. But they were like, yeah, yeah that was a great game. What was the score? It was like 24-7 or something like that. It wasn't great. Uh, okay. No, and then we not... went to we went to a couple baseball games. Like I said, the twins are there, which is a very different like culture and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So football teams play 17 games a year, right? So if you yeah. want to see a specific football team play, you only have 17 chances. Baseball teams play like over a hundred games a year. So oh, wow. <laughs> Basic when usually if if your football team is any popular or any good, mm-hmm. the stadiums pretty much sell out. Baseball teams don't get anywhere close. They don't sell out as much. Not even close. I mean, there's like a uh, hundred plus games a year. Like they'll have games like on a Tuesday night. Like we went to a game on a Tuesday night, and it was like you know there was there's definitely a lot of people there, but it wasn't like crazy like at the football game, and. Yeah. uh we almost witnessed a no hitter, which is extremely rare. Yeah, I would definitely say that football is, you know, America's pastime, uh, like our favorite sport. It's not mine. Um, I had no, to play it, in high school. <laughs> it's it's the real most popular sport. Uh, baseball is the old pastime. The interesting thing about baseball is when you go, mm. it, it it kind of feels like you're. It kind of feels it's a real traditional game, like a lot of its rules and um, uh, the things they do are just based in history and tradition. So it's kind of like a, I I don't know. It's almost like you're getting a historical education in a way, or like you're going back in time in some ways when you go to a baseball game. Yeah, it's everyone kind of knows. Yeah, everyone knows. You know, take me out to the ball game. So. Yep, they still do that. Seventh yeah. inning stretch. Every game, everywhere. Yeah, I'm not gonna sing it, but <laughs> I think everyone, even if you don't like even if you don't like baseball, everyone knows the song, you know, take me out to the ball game. Uh but I think that came later. I think that's from like the tw- 1920s or something. Uh but no, I played I think most kids play baseball as opposed to football. Just because it's easier, I would say, to play baseball. Uh, I would always go out to the field and play like baseball with my friends. I was terrible at it and still am, but well, yeah, you need way less equipment too. And you're not yeah. likely to kill someone or yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't need as much space to play, play baseball, uh, which is may, maybe not true, but like you do need like less equipment. Cause all you really need is like a ball and a bat. And that's, that's about it. Whereas to play football, everyone has to have equipment. Otherwise you're just doing rugby at that point. <laughs> yeah and you're not going to get americans to play rugby no although i'm convinced that it's that i'm convinced that rug that american football is just like the the americanized form of rugby well yeah and, they're they're very similar yeah, yeah and it's the same like with cricket so i'm convinced that baseball is to a certain extent like an americanized form of cricket to the extent that i know cricket i don't really know that much about cricket to be honest but i've seen a few games um doesn't really pique my interest uh no but you know what i actually learned about recently huh australia has football 
and, and it's called it's like different it's called like australian football like it's it, it's kind of like american football and like rugby it's kind of in that same family but it's just a little different which is it's weird that they just kind of did their own thing oh wow no i didn't know that i do know that like in other english-speaking countries like in the uk and new zealand and australia that rugby is really popular um and i think like the world game or like the world cup or whatever it's called was hosted in japan a couple of years back i remember that uh because a lot of people were upset about how the foreigners were behaving in japan <laughs> but that that's about it okay so anything else you've been up to besides sports well uh of course we actually just did some stuff in uh in minnesota in minneapolis there's the monument to capitalism there the mall of america have you heard of that oh yeah definitely it's it's crazy there's an amusement park in the center of it in the mall there's an amusement park with roller coasters and a water flume ride there's is like there three just... roller coasters all sorts of different rides it's a whole thing is there more than one mall of america no there is the one mall of america oh and okay. there's four floors uh-huh. and it's we spent a lot of time there just because there was a lot to do and it's kind of a weird spot because it's like it's right next to the airport so they know tourists are going to be there so kind of has like a touristy markup Mm. but it also just has lots of stuff in it like it feels like it's kind of halfway between a tourist trap and a place locals actually go Uh, i'm looking at pictures right now and it's an actual roller coaster yeah there's three in a freaking mall (laughs) i'll be damned (laughs) it it was very fun and uh i i would recommend going if if you're ever there i mean it it was under construction while we were there but minneapolis st paul had an excellent light rail system or a like a train transit Mm. Uh, it's very cheap it's very good there you can leave the airport with it uh goes all over the place. Uh it actually goes like right in front of both the baseball and the football stadium and the Mall of America and all that stuff. That part was under construction unfortunately while we were there so we had to Uber there. But it's uh very easy to get to. They have that, lockers for luggage. They they know what they're doing. That definitely does seem like a a monument to capitalism. Uh I've never been to Minnesota. Oh, I forgot. There's five floors. The basement, and I guess like a sub-basement level, so I guess like six floors, there's a massive aquarium, and it's awesome. Like, oh, uh. it's it has like one of those, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to aquariums much or like seen them, but they'll have like the, the large tanks that they do like a tunnel through. So you mm-hmm. like look up left and right, and you just see things everywhere. And this is all underneath the Mall of America. Oh, wow. It's it's really cool, and they do apparently they, you know they're a they're a really big aquarium. They do a lot of, you know, breeding of endangered species and all and studies and all that kind of stuff. So they're they're not an insignificant aquarium, huh? But what, anyway, what did... I think that was uh, unless you have questions. I think that's pretty much the the main takeaways from my experience. Yeah. So my wife and I we were in. We were in the U.S., so in Missouri, so St. Louis, where I'm from, and uh, it was a terrible flight. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So 
I missed my very first flight going back from Germany to the U.S. back in, you know, uh, like way back in 2010. So ever since then, I've been super paranoid about missing flights. So I'll get to the airport like five hours early just to be safe because they're not going to give you my money back if I miss my flight. So we had to get up because we had to fly at 1 p.m. But we left at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are sorry, we left at five. So we got up at like four. We left at five. We went to the train station, got on the train at 530. It took about an hour and a half to get to the airport. Um, and then we went through security and getting to our gate. That took about like another hour, hour and a half. So all said and done, we had to wait like three hours on our flight, but we made it. And then, like, the whole trip to, like, spare you the details from start to finish took around, like, 25 hours. So from our doorstep to my my parents' house where we stayed, uh, that took about 25 hours. And and the trip back was just as horrible, but it took 30 hours. <laughs> so it was, it was real bad. But, you know, it saved, like, because we, we didn't fly first class, because flying first class is, like, God, like three, four thousand dollars per person. Whereas we paid less than half of that for the both of us. So so for a round trip. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I did have some questions on that experience because we were looking at uh we started looking at plane tickets uh, obviously too early to book for something like two years from now, but just wanted to get an idea of prices to Japan. Yeah. And if we if we if we did a connecting flight from Denver to Tokyo. That's 12 hours and 15 minutes. And I'm like, man, that doesn't sound that bad, but what is it like sitting in economy for 12 hours and 15 minutes? How long was yours? Oh, so we went on three flights. So, because unfortunately, St. Louis is no longer like an international airport. It hasn't been since the 90s, um, but it's still called the St. Louis Lambert International Airport. Um, there are, they are opening up direct flights. So we had to fly from Dusseldorf, Germany to Amsterdam, then Amsterdam to, what was it? It wasn't Chicago. It was Detroit. So we flew from Amsterdam to Detroit, Motor City, and from there to St. Louis and the whole way back. So that round trip. Oh so, my God. yeah. So the, the, the trip to Amsterdam wasn't even worth it because it was only, and it was like 50 minutes. Like we weren't even in the air that long because, you know, it's really not that far. Then the, 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 the flight from Detroit or from Amsterdam to Detroit, that took about nine hours. And then from Detroit to St. Louis was only about an hour and a half. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pain. But next how, year, how... go on. I was going to say, how was the nine hours? What, what did you do to cope? Oh, I slept. I did a bit of programming. Uh, they have like TV. So I don't know if you've ever been on an international flight before. Uh, but, no, but our, our uh, flights, we flew Delta and they had like TV, games, uh, movies, yeah. surprisingly recent stuff. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. So any so I think this is internationally regulated. I'm not exactly sure. But anything over like six hours, generally you'll fly with like a bigger machine 
and you'll get like movies and video games and like food and drinks and all that will be like included in the ticket price and that's how it was so we watched like three movies uh like transylvania i think like the matrix or something like the new one the the part four Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so that was actually a very pleasant experience because we also flew delta so delta does like a delta and american airlines are like the two biggest international airlines i would say so that's the one we flew well that's good to know because uh the last couple times i think i flew was allegiant because uh i i don't know how familiar you are with this uh las vegas has done a lot of deals with airlines mm-hmm. to be like hey we want people in vegas help us figure out how to make dirt cheap flights because we want people here so we can take their money and uh so there's a direct billings to allegiant like 12 times a week or something back and oh, forth wow. and uh it's really cheap it's not comfortable there's no tvs but it gets you there in like two and a half hours yeah i mean it's so the the whole trip was like the the flying part of the trip was very unpleasant um just because it's so taxing so they so lufthansa so like one of the biggest airlines in germany and to a certain extent europe they've opened up a direct flight from st louis to dusseldorf or st louis to frankfurt frankfurt to st louis um and it's not that expensive and if you take that flight it's at the very least 10 and a half hours direct flight there's no layover so and it's about like 30 percent more expensive so we might do that next time but frankfurt's about like three hours out from where we live (laughs) yeah so so we would still have to take a train to frankfurt you know but and it's hard to justify those costs because like when we went on our trip like i said there's a direct minneapolis and back it's like two hours Mm -hmm. but it's way more expensive it's cheaper for us to fly to salt lake city which is slightly southwest uh it's mostly south but you're still going west a little bit so we're going farther away from minneapolis and then fly from there to minneapolis it was cheaper and we got there sooner yeah like 150 dollars a person yeah doing layovers is generally cheaper the um, the problem is is when you go through like multiple airlines so we went through like expedia which Honestly, I'm probably not going to do again because we went through like two or three different carriers and it's just it's just a pain. So we're, we're probably just going to fly Delta. Uh, but yeah, the whole being in the US was super like awesome because my wife hasn't been for almost eight years. So it's been a real long time. So she's pretty much forgotten everything. <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty much like starting over. And she had a blast. So like seeing everything and seeing like the like the supermarkets and like the school buses. So her favorite thing was seeing like the school buses. Like you like you have yellow school buses in Montana, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So I did too. I think that's like an American thing. I think it's everywhere. Um, and for her, it was like so cool seeing like the school buses. And I was like, why? They're just they're just yellow school buses. There's something special about them. And she was like, yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like the movies. And when you see like these series on like Netflix and everything, you see like the kids like taking like the, the bus to school. And it's 
and for her it was like being like a movie so like everything <laughs> she had seen in like the american shows and like the american movies it was like it was real life and for me it was like eh, i mean i've seen it like a thousand times so it's something special but she really kind of sounds like the red solo cup thing yeah kind of like that <laughs> pretty much like beer pong and all that like seeing the uh you know seeing the red cups uh i've never done beer pong though but everyone knows it so yeah so she had a blast um she loves walmart so <laughs> yeah <laughs> go figure yeah uh so we went to walmart probably like at least 12 times in two weeks oh my god i know <laughs> but she really enjoyed it because like customer service in the u.s is so much better than in germany uh it just really is and uh they treat you a lot better in the u.s as opposed to like here in europe um because you know like the whole like customer is king kind of thing yeah uh, yeah they, they we definitely live that in the u.s i feel but not like in germany not even like kind of so customer service here is just god awful and they're not particularly friendly when you call um mm. and if you do find someone who's friendly generally they're not german they're like someone from another country who lives and works here uh like that was my experience like when i call apple like i never talk to a german it's almost always a foreigner and they're super friendly but if I get a German on the phone, they're very kind of blunt and to like to the point, but they're not like the most friendly. So it, she really it's a, it's a real big deal. Yeah, it is like uh, especially like in restaurants, like the whole tipping thing. Yeah, I, I had somebody not even be rude to me last night. We went out to a bar um, just because it was Friday night mm -hmm. and uh, I was trying to hand hand the guy my empty beer glass. And it was like a weird, like margarita shaped beer glass. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying to be friendly and hand it to him. And, but it's like an awkward thing. He's like, just put it down. Just put it down. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. And then I, I kind of played it back. Like, he just wants me to put it down so he can pick it up. Like, that wasn't that rude. I felt like I was like, I'm, I'm taking this way too personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Americans definitely take customer service very personally um especially like with the whole tipping culture which is very controversial at the moment i would say um you know like the whole like 20 percent you guys do that don't you like 20 percent, 15 percent kind of thing yeah uh sit down my default is 20 percent. yeah so mm, i'm like 15 percent. i would say is my default so i guess it just really like depends uh, it's like, really expanded though has it i mean i don't know if you noticed this while you were here but like you know you'll go to like a like a fast food thing or just something you go up you pay real quick and you leave yeah everything has a tip screen now yeah like i, like I was at stadiums like i want to buy a bottle of water tip screen yeah <laughs> i mean like i i i i want like people to get paid more but like and, Who am and I, I tipping? Want to appreciate people for their work but like if I pay you to turn around, take a step, open a cooler, grab a bottle of water, close the cooler, turn around, take a step, it's in me. Is that really worth 15%? Yeah, I was at Denny's because I love Denny's. Don't ask me why. And I just like, it's like, hey, like they asked me, do you want a table? I was like, no, I just want something to go. And they're like, oh, okay, so what do you want to order? And I was just some pancakes and some eggs. 
And the whole thing came out to be like 20 something dollars. And then I get a tip screen and I was like, like, nah, I'm not tipping. Like you didn't do anything. So I was like zero. And I felt really bad for like giving 0%. But on the flip side, it's, they just rang my order up. It's not like they actually served me. Um, or was at the airport too. And I spent $50 on food, which outside of the airport would have cost like probably less than half of that, you know, cause there's a huge markup in the airport. So, and they're like tip screen. Like, would you like to tip? I was like, no, I'm not tipping. Like the food's already expensive enough and you didn't serve me. I just they took my food, but yeah, that kind of confused my wife too. Like the whole tipping culture. Um, cause you don't have that over here. They don't, you don't really tip in like Europe. It's really more of an American thing. And uh, people that work in those tip industries, particularly like people at, uh, like sit down serving restaurants. Uh, cause you'll, you'll, I don't know if you've seen this around, there's been discussion of like, or the people will post things online, like, hi, don't tip at our restaurant. Uh, we pay our, uh, staff all living wage and our prices reflect that please do not tip mm -hmm. uh and a lot of servers are like i would never work at a place like that because some servers like can pull in like two to three hundred dollars a day so yeah. why would they why would they so to them it's like it's an awful system but i make so much money and it doesn't really take much in the way of qualification it's not easy work i'd, I'd, I'd never say that it's just some people that benefit from it might not let it go very easily yeah i see both sides um the whole tipping thing is more of like is in the cultural context of the u.s i can get why you would prefer like tipping so like in like um like a bar scenario tipping is much more advantageous because like on friday nights when people are drunk and partying they're much more willing to like give more money so they'll like tip you like 20 30 bucks and you know for a couple beers so i've seen that because my mom has a bar um but uh yeah i can get, i get that but here it's no you don't tip so everyone is you can tip if you want but it's like a good tip would probably be like five percent so that's like the max you would tip on something if if that usually you just round it off so if you buy food for like let's say like 95 dollars you would just round it up to a hundred and call it a day. So that's pretty much like the extent that you would tip, but you're not, you're not tipping like 20, 30%. Um, unless you go to like Berlin and they know you're an American, then they'll be like, Oh, they're going to give us a lot of money. Uh, I remember one time when I first came to Germany and I bought ice cream with my, well, she wasn't my wife, but she was my friend. And I paid like 10 bucks for like ice cream so for me and her and i was like you know what you're on vacation you've got money you could be like a really good tipper and i was going to give the server a hundred percent tip so i was going to give her like 10 on 10 which is like <laughs> which is like I, you know i was nine i was 18 and i just wanted to you know be super nice like you know what, why not i got money to spend because i'd saved up like a lot of money and i was going to give her like 10 or 15 euros and my wife's like don't do that like don't give them that much money like they they earn enough here like let's go like give her like two dollars and call it a day <laughs> so uh no but uh that's something that she definitely kind of struggles with the whole like tipping thing because it just doesn't exist here really like it does in the u.s it, it it always surprises me like how confusing it seems like i i get like 
like it seems stupid but it's also like hey just if you sit down someplace just 20 percent, like that seems pretty easy to like just remember yeah i think it's more like the justification behind it you know because to me it feels like a tax so oh yeah ta- yeah so they're they're taxing the food already and now i gotta pay another tax like a service tax which is kind of like hmm and here it's more of you just raise the wages and the the prices and the food reflect that there are I like that yeah i prefer it because i don't feel like being like guilt tripped into giving people money because very rarely do i feel like people actually deserve 20 percent. like i really like i i bought a coffee you gave me some bread and water and that was like i don't know 10 bucks maybe so now i'm supposed to give you like two or three dollars and a tip which is like hmm they didn't really do anything so i i i see both sides so i'm in the camp go on I was going to say, are you familiar with places that do automatic gratuities? Yeah, I used to work at like a restaurant in the US. So if you had like a party greater than eight or your bill was greater than $100, they automatically added an 18% tip, which to me is just asinine. <laughs> but I understand yeah. why. I get why. But at that point, it's not it's not gratuity. It's a service tax. <laughs> yeah. I So I didn't understand how that worked. And the first time I, I saw that in a capacity where I was going to be paying for it, I was 17. It was my senior year. And I was on a trip to Washington, D.C. We are downtown. And a few of us were on a senior trip and went to Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, like six, seven, eight of us. So they added the gratuity. And I'm like, oh. And I didn't look too much into him. Like, I just have to pay more. And then I tipped on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened to me too. I get it. I, I'm, I have very strong feelings about the tipping culture as a customer. I don't have them as like a worker. So, but yeah. It's like another so a, thing. Go on. Oh, uh, y- you should finish this thought. But I was going to say, you should tell us what, what all you did when you were visiting. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we went to like a lot of supermarkets. So we went to like uh, a couple malls. We went to like uh, Walmart, Target. Uh, we went to like the zoo because my wife loves zoos and she loves going to like different stores. So she was super fascinated about like what Americans typically buy. Um, and she can never get past the fact of how big like the packaging is. So you'll have like these huge bags of like cereal like fruit loops or like cornflakes and they're so big that they look like it's dog food <laughs> like you know like the the big dog food bags you can buy yeah yeah they have cereal in those kind of portions and so that that'll last you about i don't know like maybe a week or two depending on how often you eat cereal and and she was like is that dog food i was like no it's not dog food that's cereal but it was in the same packaging uh yeah, so we did a lot of that and mostly just like visiting my relatives and kind of showing her around because a lot had changed since she had been there. Uh, one thing that was super shocking to a lot of my family was that we don't have air conditioning in our apartment in Germany. Like no one does. It's not something that's prevalent in Europe. And the most common response we got from most of my family members was like, well, if you guys don't have air conditioning, then we're not going to Germany because I can't handle that. 
<laughs> and my <laughs> wife's like, really, like, you're not going to go to Europe because there's no air conditioning. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to Europe because there's no air conditioning. <laughs> so like if you go to a nice hotel, they might have air conditioning. But if you're going to like live in an apartment, you're not going to find one with it. Wait so. a minute. A nice hotel might have air conditioning? Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I haven't been to like that many hotels here. So I've been to plenty of hotels that don't have air conditioning. Um, yeah, like the ones I've been to didn't have it but they're not super high end. They're just run of the mill. So I guess if you were to go to like a, like a hotel that was made for like foreigners or like made for tourists, then probably you would, it would have air conditioning. But if you're just going to go into like the city and like just rent a room for the night, they're probably not going to have it. Uh, the ones I've been to have never had air conditioning. You just buy a fan and pray for it to end. <laughs> That's pretty much what we did. So yeah, that was the extent of uh, of our trip. Yeah, and just kind of driving around, showing her places, and uh, you know, rem- remembering why I like living in in Germany, but why I miss the U.S. So, right. Out of curiosity, does does St. Louis have any decent public transport? No, not at all. Not no. unless you go, no, not unless you go out to like the city. So that was something that a lot of people had commented on, which was like, oh God, I wish we had public transportation like you guys do in Europe. And for us, it's nothing spectacular, but you can easily just go and take a bus and you can, you can get by in most European countries without a car. So it's something specific to like Germany. Every country here in Europe has public transportation. Whereas in like the US, it's kind of, you know, hit or miss. So if you get like into like the inner cities, like if you go to like the downtown St. Louis, you'll be fine. But once you leave that, then you're kind of, you know, on your own. So uh, yeah. we, had to rent, we had to rent a car for our time, for our stay there. Oh, really? You didn't just stay with your family the whole time? Kind of no. travel around with them? Uh, we did, but my, my family had to work, so they didn't take off. Uh, so I had to have a car, uh, but I would have preferred not to have had to have a car because I hate driving, (laughs) but it's a necessary evil in the U S it is even like, even for us in Minneapolis, there were just some places we needed to get a car for an Uber. It, uh, it kind of depends where you are. I, I won't lie. So when we were in Minneapolis, when we took the light rail most places, I had a lot of thoughts. Like, if I just lived here and I lived in an apartment, even not even necessarily like near in downtown, but just like somewhere near the rail line, mm-hmm. I think I could get by without a car because we stayed at a hotel near the big university there. And there were lots of restaurants there was a grocery store uh just at that just at where we were staying no light rail required just walking and uh from there i mean it seems like you could get basically anywhere that you would need yeah i mean we don't we don't have that um uh, it like i said like uh, public transportation is super spotty in the u.s it just really depends on where you live and like what part of the state you live in 
if you live in a city, then you usually have uh, luck. Anything beyond that is really just like a like hit or miss. <clears throat> and that was something that my family thought was super interesting. Um, and my parents have had been to Germany in the 90s. So they were familiar with the whole concept. <clears throat> but something that they definitely miss. Um, well, yeah, it, it's it's freeing yeah. being able to walk places under your own power oh. and not have to always worry about where your car is. Yeah, but the Americans I know would rather drive to the mailbox as opposed to walking to it. <laughs> yeah, well, so, and there's a lot of people are like, well, it's safe in your car. It's not safe walking. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, it, the U.S. is definitely a scary place in some parts. Like, I, I experienced it. Um, I'm in a kickball league, and this season it, at a park... Uh, kind of not a great area of downtown it, it's pretty safe to be in for kickball because there's like you know two three hundred people there playing kickball so it's mm-hmm. pretty safe although i guess there were three phones stolen last week but you know don't let your phone get stolen uh when i was driving home i was on the phone with a friend and i was at a red light and this lady started like trying to talk to me and walk towards my car and i'm just like nope i'm gonna turn right <laughs> yeah. i'm not dealing with that it's nighttime it's downtown i'm not i'm not dealing with that sorry lady yeah i get that um i guess one thing that my wife and i both missed was like small talk because americans love small talk or like banter at, um when you like go to shops and whatnot or even like strangers and i had plenty of people come up to me or like they'll like talk to me and on the outside looking in so like for for non-americans or foreigners it seems like i would actually know the person i have no idea who this person is they just started talking to me and my wife was like do you know them i was like no i have no idea who that is (laughs) but it's just you know like this this whole like how are you like this whole friendly small talk is definitely anchored in uh, american culture and so you can just kind of, you know, banter with like the cashier for like the duration of your, you know, of them like bringing up your order, like nothing like too in depth. And that was something that was always kind of strange to my wife because you don't do that here. Like you don't, they don't do small talk. Germans hate small talk. <laughs> uh, I'm sure some Americans hate small talk too, but it's more acceptable than yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like definitely here. a regional <laughs> thing like uh the northeast like you know east coast like new york new jersey boston places like that it's very i'm told it's very much not a thing uh one of my work partners is from jersey and he's not that guy like like we'll have pleasant small talk but we know each other we work with each other every day he's not he's not usually that guy and it's kind of changed a little bit because he's lived in montana for like 20 years at this point Mm. um so a little of the jersey has been beaten out of him i guess but <laughs> it, it was funny we actually have a remote ploy employee based in uh new jersey and uh he got on the phone my partner got on the phone and talked to him and i could kind of hear it coming back like the accent was getting stronger and <laughs> yeah i i know the feeling so when i moved to the u.s i kind of you know slowly reverted back to my natural american state and my wife would kind of look at me and she wouldn't understand my english 
because <laughs> the way I talk to like you or my family is completely different than I would talk to like non-natives because uh, you always have like in the back of your mind do they understand this and so you're always when you're talking to like foreigners you're I don't want to say foreigners but like non-natives you always have to think like do they understand this or do they know this expression whereas if you're just talking to someone from your own country the chances of them understanding is relatively high so there's really no point in like deliberating or like questioning if they're going to understand it because most likely they will and and so if i do speak english to my wife which is very rare i'll try to use like a very standard textbooky i would say form of english uh because that's what they learn here in school but like i don't talk to that like with like that with my family because they would kind of look at you kind of odd or look at me kind of odd and she'll be like oh isn't that like a mistake is that like improper english i was like well i mean i technically yeah but you know that's just the way people talk so <laughs> yep if <laughs> like, everyone's you know, doing it it's not improper yeah that's pretty much it so so that was uh that's one of the reasons why I enjoy going back is you know seeing like where I came from and I don't know if you know the quote like you you never step in the, like the same river twice so it's a like a famous quote from I think uh Homer like uh No, I've never heard that. Oh okay. Is it, well, is not... it like you can never go home or something? Oh uh, so it's a it's a famous Greek quote um that says like you never step in the same river twice. Um, the river being like the flow of time so it's a metaphor and what it basically means is that you can always go back to the river but the river will never be the same river because the water is always moving so the river might look the same but like everything in the river has changed so like the rocks like what lives in the river the water it's completely different and so people use this when they like they go back home so like when you leave where you came from and you go back um you realize that everything has like changed and especially you so like you change yourself and so it's kind of it's a it's, it's kind of weird so like everything just changes and so that's like the whole like you can never go back so like you could never step in the same river twice because every time you leave the river it changes and uh yeah so that's why i've made like a point you know to go back and uh revisit where where i'm from it's uh it's very refreshing but for my wife it was very uh, she loved it so she absolutely loves like the u.s and the culture and the movies and all yeah, that she gets she, to go full tourist mode yeah yeah she she everything that for me is pretty much kind of eh for her it was like super you know super interesting and uh like the stoplights and the cars uh all of that so she really 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 enjoyed all of that for me it was a bit terrifying especially because like like the police not that i've done like anything wrong but i've been pulled over plenty of times for like just for like no reason <laughs> so whenever i see like a cop car behind me i'll get kind of antsy <laughs> and she's like well like you, you haven't done anything wrong so you don't have to worry i was like yeah i, I wish it were that easy yeah that's not how that <laughs> works here it's <laughs> like that's not how it works it's like even if you've done nothing wrong they're still going to pull you over just to be on the safe side and i've been pulled over plenty of times uh you know like a routine stop or like a routine check and i was like yeah okay but yeah guess what that's never happened to me yeah <laughs> gee i wonder why 
Yeah, yeah. So it's happened to me plenty of times. So I'm always kind of antsy about like when cops are behind me. Uh, but no. So that was pretty much our trip, you know, just her getting acclimated or reacclimated to uh, American culture, American food, uh, all of that. So she and I are mostly, we're not, we're somewhere between like vegan and vegetarian, I would say. And it was pretty hard find stuff that was, that didn't have meat. <laughs> yeah, probably like, especially in St. Louis. Yeah, like at restaurants. So a lot of that was pretty, uh, pretty meat based, I would say. Uh, although at Walmart, they do have like a lot of plant based uh, alternatives. But a lot of that is pretty unhealthy. Because like there are so many additives. So yeah, uh, back when I used to work at Red Robin, we were doing I can't remember if it was like Beyond Meat because there were like two major brands of like yeah. vegan patties. One was Beyond and the other was Impossible. We had, I, I can't remember if we had Beyond or Impossible, mm-hmm. but everyone that tried it, like it tastes good. I think I tried it too. It just feels like it's just absolutely packed with salt though. Yeah, I mean... A lot and of I the... love salt. Like I probably have too much salt on things and it was too much for me. Yeah, like the like the meat alternatives. I mean, honestly, you'll be hard pressed to notice the difference between the the real thing and like the substitute. They're getting better all the time, but th- like there are pros and cons to real and alternative meat. Like like real meat, obviously it's real, but the problem is, is the way the animals are treated and what they're fed and the hormones. I'm not going to go down that, that whole like preachy road. Um, but like alternative meat too, it's filled with like a lot of like artificial stuff and artificial flavors and like a lot of like uh, chemicals. So it's, you know, it's good for your conscience, but it's not good for your health, if that makes like any sense. So yeah. I try to avoid the, the substitutes too. But anyway, now that was kind of difficult because it's easier to be vegan or vegetarian in Europe because um, it's gained more gained more traction here as opposed to like the U.S. as a whole. Well, it's a and very it, U.S. thing that every meal should have meat in it. Yeah, and it was like a lot. So <laughs> that was a bit difficult for us. Uh, I, what, something that, that was positive was how cheap gas was compared to where we live. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Yeah, it was a full tank of gas was probably like 30 bucks, which to me like blew my mind because it would have been double. It was half of what I pay here. So, and I was scared to like fill up, but no, it was only 30 bucks and that lasted me a week. So I was pretty, uh, I was pretty happy. Anywho, so that was the extent of my visit. So I've got nothing else to add. So this episode was pretty much, you know, just, catching up and you know let yeah. people know let people know we're still alive and we are yeah there were, i guess there were just a couple little things i mean, i also went to a zoo oh <laughs> it okay was fun uh I, I i guess i have a question for you i don't know if there's something sure. like this near where you live or if you had ever encountered it in st louis we found this place and we thought it was awesome in minneapolis mm-hmm. it's like a 100 year old probably older like warehouse they probably used it to like process and store grain you mean like a silo no but it was near silos they were like they're actually like silos in town 
that are being like gutted and turned into like uh, apartments. It's, it's, that sounds it's very millennial. <laughs> also, there's like graffiti and stuff all over it, but it's like tasteful graffiti. But anyway, okay. this uh, this was like a smaller warehouse building, and we looked up a place online, right, walking distance of our hotel. Like, oh, there's like a casual Italian place over there. Like, sounds good. Let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. And it was looking weird because again, this building looks like it's 120 years old. <laughs> and uh, we go around the side, like, and we go inside, and it's like a food court, kind of. But instead of it being like fast food place, it's like, oh yeah, they're making they're they're making fresh pasta over there. They're doing fresh burgers over there. There's a full bar over there. They're doing sushi over there. Uh, and in the back wall, they had like draft beers. You could just go self serve yourself if you scanned like a card that like pre approved you were old enough and like had uh, hmm. like a balance on it. Like it was awesome. And of course, it was near the university and like it seemed like the hip area to live. Uh, nah. Have you ever heard of something like that? Because it was like mind blowing for me. I thought it was amazing. No, I've never heard of anything like that, but it does sound amazing. That's new to me. I wanted to go more than once because I was like, because there's like, you know, there's like eight different restaurants there of all different kinds. And they have beer and they put sports on and just a cool atmosphere. No, but knowing you, I definitely I could see why you you would have liked that. <laughs> yes, I had I had a sushi and pasta and it was great. Oh wow. no, no, I've never heard I've never heard or seen anything like that. I do know that like a lot of like the 90s stuff is coming back. So everything that is old is new again kind of thing. And there are a couple of like retro shops uh that'll do like 90s theme like movies or like games and stuff like that. More of like a, like an open space kind of like restaurant that's not so cramped. I've seen a couple of those, but nothing like to the extent uh, of, of what you described. But definitely have to check something like that if I do see it. So, yeah, it, it might be pretty neat. But anyway, that's all I have. All right. Now, super interesting. It was great uh, catching up. And as always, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you all on the flip side. Yep. We'll be back <laughs> and it won't be two months this time. Yeah, it won't be that long. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.